0: this week the Argos remain undefeated at Beemo field Reed Johnson from the Mark cast joins us to talk his first to of CFO fandom and we look ahead at the Argos remaining schedule and what they need to do to make the playoffs it's the Argos fancast crack those beers you can find us at Argos fancast or anywhere you find your friends in the neighborhood podcast just search Argos fancast or directly at the argosfancast.podbean.com. I am Clay Chisholm you can find me at all kinds of clay and joining us as always our resident historian from argofans.com. He is the VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA.
1: Good evening everybody. You can find me on Twitter at argofans or at www.argofans.com. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Balentir, second of his name, Lord of Section 160, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm.
2: Wow, you're you're really getting into that. Holy crap! <laughs> Uh, you can f- you can find me on Twitter at uh, DougB519. You can find my group, the Double Blue Order. If we're not in Section 116 on game day, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/doubleblueorder, on Twitter at doubleblueorder, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. Get your DBO merch at doubleblueorder.ca.
0: Well, gentlemen, the Irish were home. And we won again!
2: Woohoo! i <laughs> well, uh, get they, excited about that. They they uh, they made it close. Uh,
0: they <laughs> went. They they scored fourteen. Actually, they uh, they scored fourteen points in the second quarter to go up twenty-one to ten at halftime, and then. They just kind of let Montreal back in it, uh, but managing to score a field goal to put them ahead at the end of the game. McLeod Bethel Thompson. Law Firm was back under center. 13 of 19, 210 yards, two touchdowns. Antonio Pipkin added Uh, went two for three for 34 yards as well uh running the ball john white nine nine carries 44 yards dj foster eight carries 15 yards and a touchdown receiving we saw the emergence of damien jean pierre four catches on four targets for 91 yards and touchdowns came from chandler worthy on a nice 45 yard catch and run and Curly Gittins Jr. as well. I wasn't uh, unhappy with this game. I would have liked them to uh, maybe keep playing a little bit harder, but, you know, Montreal's got a decent offense, so you can't
2: always stop them. No, Montreal's got a good team. They got a good team, so... So the fact that Stanback kind of ran all over us—that that, that was—I was expecting that because he's a damn good running back.
1: Plus, it's probably it was probably a bit chaotic. The defense over the last two weeks—I mean, Glenn Young leaves. So uh, Rick Stubler called the game on uh, against Saskatchewan last week, and finally. Chris Jones is calling the plays um, on Friday. So, you know, it's, you know, it's a shock to their system in the middle of the season. And, you know, I wasn't happy with the Argos giving up 560 yards either, but, you know, hopefully over this bye week, they can get some of their, you know, get number one, get some of their guys healthy. And number two, adapt to Jones's system.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and from what, uh, what Hoagie was telling us last week, Jones is trying to adapt what he wants to do to what they already know how to do. So that that's a good thing. And, and yeah. I mean, out of this game came the greatest picture of a football coach. <laughs> slightly out of character, I guess.
2: Uh, um, I was saving that for the three minute warning, damn it. <laughs> but oh, well.
0: <laughs> well, look, everybody. We've we've changed our Twitter photo to it. You know the Chris Jones smile. Honestly, that looks like it, he might that might have been signals or something. I have no idea. All I oh, know is it's, well, it's I the,
1: know what it means.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the greatest picture on social media right now. Fight me on that.
2: <laughs>
0: well. You know what we need to do here? Drink more beer. Yes, we need to drink more beer. It's good to bad and the ugly time. All right. Um, well, let's let's get the ugly out of the way. Uh. Doug, since we always tend to jump on on your stuff, I'll let you get
1: yours out of the way right away. A touchdown.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Montreal scoring touchdowns. Yeah, that's always <laughs> ugly. But um, but yeah, the fact that I mean, I know we have a lot of injuries. I know we have a lot. I know there's a lot of injuries, but I mean, 500 yards. Good God. Yeah. That's just, ugh. I mean, the fact that it's 500 yards, but we kept them to 27 points, that's... I mean, there's there's the under-the-rock under, under the rock ugly, and then there's, like, the not-so-ugly on top. Yeah.
1: Well, fortunately, of course, Vernon Adams throws two interceptions, plus the fumble deep in Argo territory, so... Those helped. Yeah. yeah. You know, I agree with Doug. Injuries aside, 560 yards isn't going to win you in many football games. And nope. that final, that, well, not that final drive of Montreal, but that second last drive of Montreal was rather, you know, they started out, what, at their 12 or their 11, and they let them march downfield.
0: Yeah. And we took some. Uh ill-advised penalties penalties that could have been avoided at the wrong times I think you could you you know that some of those penalties uh, if we hadn't taken them um, the uh, the yards are probably cut down by, by a good chunk there
1: um, yeah well there was the know? that one catch by Josh uh, Wenicki was at the, on that final drive. I think you know he had to go up high to jump up for that catch. What happened was Creden Butler kind of reacted to that as well, you know, thinking, okay, he might deflect off of his hands into my, you know, for an interception. But him reacting, jumping up the way Butler did, allowed Wenicki to go for that extra yardage. Um, but yeah, there were, there were too many guys who were just left, you know, Montreal really didn't, I don't think they beat us except for that final drive. They really didn't beat the Argos deep, but you know, there were just guys, you know, finding a soft spot in that zone and yeah, they were able to exploit it.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the, the penalty stats here. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I think the only penalties the Argos took were those ones at the wrong times because they only took five penalties yeah. for 45 yards, three of them on offense, two of them on defense.
1: For whatever reason, at home, they're a very disciplined team. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I would have, honestly, the way I was think
0: I thought we took more penalties than that. But, yeah, you just just at the, ro- the wrong times. But, you know, all right, good for this game.
1: Montreal takes stupid penalties. We know that.
0: Oh, Montreal took a lot of stupid penalties. Yeah. Um, good for this game. Or, well, bad. Yeah. The second level.
1: I don't, I don't know if there's any bad that really. I mean, if I really want to nitpick, I suppose settling for three field goals in the second half wasn't ideal because. You know, if you turn those into touchdowns, you you get 42 points. But that's been a bit nitpicky, I suppose.
0: I I think uh, for me, you know, I'm going to have to nitpick as well. Um, DJ Foster um, trying to make something out of nothing a couple times got caught for
1: big losses. Only Bashir Levinson's allowed to do that. <laughs> and yeah. even then
2: we and even then we still get infuriated at him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, my bad was those two. Yeah, to nitpick it would be yeah, the DJ Foster plays.
0: Um I mean and I mean if we can go a little bit I, I was disappointed that they had to cancel the flyover.
2: Yes. I, yeah, that was that was lame as hell. I mean, the weather was perfect. What the hell like oh, operational it, issue? Come on. Yeah. Give me a break. That that was yeah. Yeah, I, I mean air, airlines cancel flights for that stupid shit. Come on. Hmm. Don't don't be don't be like Air Canada now. Or WestJet <laughs> or Flair or, or Swoop
1: or Jets or, Jets no go.
2: Oh, no, no, <laughs> Jet is dead. I know. Uh, but now
0: we can get to uh, the good quickly here. Because um, we got to bring on, on Reed very fast. Uh, the good for me um, was the overall play of the defense. The tackling looked a lot better. And one thing that I, I looked up, because I noticed it during the game, there was not a lot of yards after catch. If you average it out, the uh, the Alouettes average just 4.4 4 yards after catch. Yep. Yeah. So that's I think that's a that's a pretty big win win for me, especially with the especially with Vernon Adams going 30 of 39 for
1: 382. Yeah. All right, Will, what's your good? I got a couple, <laughs> uh, you know, McLeod Bethel Thompson's throw to Chandler Worthy, the touchdown pass. Love that gutsy call. You know, Chris Edwards intercepts the ball around midfield with, what was it, 21? No, I can't remember how many seconds were left, but you thought, I think everybody thought at that point, okay, they're going to go for a field goal, but, uh, you know. <laughs> nope. Nope. It got shot deep, and it, it uh, works. Uh, David Jean-Pierre also, you know, in place of Eric Rogers, comes up with two or three clutch catches, and um, spe- you know what? Special teams. Curtis Peña three field goals, but you know, more importantly, his kicker, his kickoffs pinned Montreal deep, and Josh Haggerty was a beast on special teams as well. So, I want to give them a little bit of a shout out. All right, and Doug, what was your good?
2: Well, Will stole it, but uh, uh, but I do have another one. Um, the play of Sean Oakman, I am really liking the the Argo's abs. <laughs> I am really liking it. Five defensive tackles and a sack. I mean, that is. I mean, and the fact that he was pretty much challenged on almost every running play. I mean, he. Yep. Did, I thought he did very very well.
0: Mhm. He has been a uh, a bright spot. of force. Yeah. It's the abs. I'm telling you, it's the abs. <laughs> the Argo abs. All right, and well, when uh, I guess now we, we've got nowhere else to go but to uh, to bring on Reed Johnson of the Markcast. Welcome back to the show,
3: Reed. Thank you. I appreciate you having me back. It's uh, it's good. We're in the, we're halfway through, right? We're halfway through the CFL season. We're getting there. And you're wearing a different colored hat now. Uh, well, I'm also wearing my uh, my authentic uh, Seattle Kraken jersey. We just got them last week. The Seattle Kraken are currently undefeated yep. in franchise history after the uh, <laughs> preseason game last night. Uh yeah, we're we're uh, with the BC Lions now. We're uh we're committed to to BC and and we're making inroads there and I feel fantastic
0: about my decision. I that's probably the better decision for where where you're based out of, right? Cuz you know, you got the the fans from uh BC area coming down to uh to watch uh, the all the Seattle teams and then, you know, vice versa, you guys can make your way up there. It's not too far from from each other um
3: i mean yeah i'm a washington football fan so i mean geography doesn't well, necessarily yeah. dictate my uh doesn't necessarily you know the El- uh, the elks have done many things to dissuade me from being uh <laughs> being on their fan base but no uh happy yeah happy with the lions we're making the trip up there in three weeks on the 16th so it'll be good when the Peters come to town nice
0: nice so how has the first season of being All in on the CFL been um, So our,
3: our The title of our episode Last week was called where have all the Exciting CFL games gone so <laughs> uh, If you want to know But no, but, um, you know, obviously Friday night really turned that around, right? Uh, The Alouettes, Mm -hmm. uh, let me just turn that off. Uh, You know, obviously, uh, you know, with McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, the Argos and and that whole game. And then obviously with the Riders and Lions, you know, the late night game certainly dissuaded that. But, you know, coming off of the uh, Ticats at Ottawa, you know, that was uh, scary times there for the last couple of weeks for (laughs) CFL fans.
0: Very much so. Trust me, we're I I was going to say I'm like, look, they're not all like the like this. (laughs) This is not the CFL that uh, that we left. It's getting back there. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, usually a lot more exciting than than what we've had lately.
3: Well, and what I don't get is, I mean, like I we watch the spring league, right? Like we watch, you know, even fan control football is not real football. But I mean, like. I, we're not unused to a shortened preseason or no preseason, right? Coming in and starting games. So it's not like, I mean, obviously I, the season started out good, right? You know, the opener was good, you know, some of the early games, Lions versus, uh, you know, Rough Riders that first game with the whole Michael Riley of it all. Like, I mean, there's been good games, but then it just seems like it's hit such a slog the last couple of weeks. And, you know, especially now with the NFL coming back and, and watching those games and you're like, I mean there there is a difference, right? I mean we can be honest about it and also still appreciate what the CFL is. So
0: well yeah, and uh, we we were talking about it earlier too. You you see see a lot of these uh NFL quarterbacks now um and you know twenty years ago they'd be playing in the CFL, they wouldn't be playing in the in the NFL. So, uh-huh. you know, they you we always said that the NFL tends to take the good that the CFL does and 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 take it down there and then we have to uh adapt and change so yeah
3: I mean it's almost like it's the 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 norm is not the stationary quarterback now right like Tom Brady is definitely like the exception to the rule, where most of the quarterbacks you know are like a Vernon Adams right that, that's a little more mobile I mean Dak Prescott is is a pretty similar, I would say, body size, right? And, and style, right? Where you, you've got the arm, but then you can run. And, and, you know, that's way more the rule in the NFL now than it is the exception as it was for a long time. I mean, we're, you know, I'm a Seahawk fan. And I remember when, you know, Russell Wilson, that was like the big exception, right? Oh my God, Russell Wilson's going to go run for 20 yards. And that was, you know, crazy exciting. And now, Every quarterback does that. And, you know, Russell almost looks slow by comparison. You know, uh, we, we saw in our uh, horrendous. I lost to the Vikings this week. I can't. I, I'm getting to the point where I don't know if I can give the Seahawks any more of my love. So
2: as Will was providing two thumbs up there, as you says you were doing gotcha.
1: that Her cousins cousins.
3: <laughs> What what did they call him? The executioner? They called him like like the. I mean, it's like Bret Hart territory there. Like is <laughs> is Kirk Cousins like the you know the, the excellence of execution or whatever?
2: Oh, I good, mean, no, just no, 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 no. Bret, no, no. Kirk Cousins would not be considered the best there is, the best there was, not the best there ever will be. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: he would be the guy trying to be the going up against Bret, saying no, no, no. I am the excellence of its execution.
2: That Jerry would be Kirkus. The, uh... yeah. the Jerry Lawler. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Lawler or yeah, yeah. Pretty much either Jerry or whoever or, uh, Isaac Yankum, DDS or Hakushi. whoever. <laughs> hey, Hakushi, Hakushi was a good wrestler, man. Yeah. Like, like seriously, like you need to be, like you need to watch his Japanese stuff in order to his match with Muda was absolutely brilliant because well Muda Muda busted him open early on and he just like like his normally his normally white trunks became became red with blood and it and like like I said he told a great story in that ring Muda went over but I mean it they told a great story in that match
1: so what's been your biggest watching CFL for the first time What's been your biggest thing to get used to in terms of the rules? What surprised you? What's?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think the three down thing is really hard, right? I think if the players, if the execution was a little higher, right, in terms of limited drop passes, um, things like that, I think that I understand the philosophy, you know, we're promoting – throwing the ball. We're promoting offense. We're promoting these things by only limiting it to to three downs. But you know, two passes and you're out. It's really, really hard. Um, we had Gord Randall on our show uh, from BC talking about because uh, he's like a football guy, right? I mean, I'm a fan. You know, we get these guys that, um, you know, obviously know a lot more, you know, the X's and O's, right? That's never going to be our thing. We're more the story. But you know, just the lack of creativity, the, these drop passes, you know, you're playing this like it's a four down game with these short five yard passes ready to go, ready to go. But you're never it's like you're never getting the first down with those. They're always getting five, six yards and then cutting out. And and to me, that has been really hard. It's been nice. My work schedule, I have to watch a lot of the games on replay. And so having that and being able to fast forward through commercials and things, because it does get really hard when it's two and out, two and out, two and out, and all these commercial breaks, and yeah. it, it's hard, you know, and obviously we'll be there in person, and, and uh, you know, obviously it'll translate differently live, but it really has been challenging getting used to that mixed also with the fact that the, you know, the play just isn't always there all the time.
1: One of the things too is over the last little while is starting quarterbacks and CFL getting injured is such a a common theme and, you know, you see, you you know, Toronto hasn't, Toronto has started two quarterbacks this year. Hamilton started three different quarterbacks this year. Ottawa is going to be starting three different quarterbacks this year. Calgary started two. Uh, Edmonton started two. BC, I think it started two. So really only Winnipeg and uh, did Harker's, Harker didn't start a game in Saskatchewan, right?
2: Um, I, don't don't, I don't think started, so. No. Yeah, yeah,
3: because obviously with BC, you have the Nathan Rourke of everything. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's been Winnipeg really has been, and yes, Saskatchewan, which would yeah. make sense, right? I mean, two and of the more premier, you know, I mean, the, the well, um, you look at the standings of the league and you would go, oh, the teams that have more consistency behind quarterback,
1: right? That yeah. would make sense. Yeah. And it would be one and two on there. So, but and, yeah, I mean, it's, I there's always been quarterback, you know, there's always quarterback injuries. But I guess it, when there's only nine teams, you just sort of, you notice it a little more than a 32-team league.
3: Well, and like this Ottawa thing where, I mean, I saw Naylor tweet today, right, that they're two new guys come on, you know, that they've never taken a snap before in a yeah. game, never done anything, right? And so you're like, well, God, what is that? I mean, Ottawa struggled already, you know, and what is that going to look like now? I just don't. That's a scary game, and and it's, you know, where you would think that potentially you would maybe attract some different viewers than you would on a Wednesday like last week or a Tuesday, right? You know, Friday night is a really hard night, you know, to attract anything but diehards, right? I mean, wrestling's dealt with that forever, right? Wrestling's been on Fridays on SmackDown for a while now, and it's like, well, how can we incentivize... Okay, well, we'll get the diehard fans, but you're not getting anybody new, right? Turning in, tuning in at eight o'clock on a Friday night where, hey, you know, primetime Tuesday, maybe we'll get some people. Well, when these games are just, you know, it was horrendous game last week. I mean, it wasn't, you know, we I turned it off and we went to dinner because I'm like, I can't give I can't give any more of this attention of my attention right now, you know, and I'm covering this as you guys are, you know, yeah. as, as, yep. you know, as professionally as we can. Right. And I'm like, I can't give this any more of my time right now.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the, the weather in that game didn't help at all because it was absolutely yeah. torrential yeah. rain like through like from Ottawa all the way through to where I live in Kitchener. It was absolutely, absolute, absolute, yeah. absolute the, downpour. We
1: got four or five hours from Ottawa driving. And yeah, that's how big the system was. And um, it's it's just wait till you get a, a snow and wind game on the prairies in the cup. <laughs> well, just like, w- just just wait till Grey Cup. Well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not looking for. I mean, I'm not. Looking I mean,
2: I mean, here's the thing. It won't be it won't be cold. It won't be cold. But I can guarantee you, there's probably going to be about mm, probably about a foot and a half of snow on the ground by the time by the time they kick off. That's what I'm thinking. Because because Hamilton is always always gets a lot of snow
1: you never i mean you never know right i mean southern ontario the snow comes it gets melted and then it you know what i mean like you never quite know but you know thinking you know we're talking about ottawa edmonton think briefly i mean number one i don't understand how ottawa ottawa doesn't share that stadium with a, you know a, a major tenants so i don't know How they've all of a sudden ended up with two home games on Wednesday and a Tuesday, and then I'm kind of glad that the Argos that play the Argos play them next week. That we're not going to have to go up against these two rookies, you know, because you never you never know with rookies sometimes either they're going to look like you know Justin Fields did in his first start yesterday for the Bears, or they're going to surprise you. So I'm certainly glad we don't have to go up against um of that, but. I mean Reid's right. I mean, you look at that matchup tomorrow. It's like, what appeal is there to it? There really isn't. I
2: well, mean, I, even, I, I think at this point it's more, uh, it's more of a train wreck. Yeah. It's more of a train wreck. I hate to say it because Ottawa's going to start two brand new quarterbacks. You and the way they've been playing, you know, I hate to say it, you know that it's just it's. It's gonna be like a very bad train wreck. It's like you can't, you can't look. It's like you want to look away, but you're not gonna be able to because you know when it happens, it's gonna be, it's yeah. gonna be not, it's gonna be gnarly when it does.
1: Reed I mean, speaking. It. At, Reed, speaking of train wrecks, what the heck happened to the Lions on Friday? I mean, they, they seem to be. I mean, Saskatchewan kept it close the whole time, but, you know.
3: Yeah. Cody well. Started, it's, uh, <laughs> It was it was bad. I mean, it, and I was just looking to because I, I just saved the article today. We had Mike Mitchell put out for us, and I'm sure that whoever and does the CFL, the TV ratings. But, yeah, you know, the B.C. Saskatchewan ratings on Friday was great, right? Because you have two teams that are actually playing and executing, right? That it, it said it was one of the higher rated you know, regular season games of a while. Uh, that game uh, w- was sad for me, you know. Coming off of our big win against the Alwets, I-, I I've been making wagers and bets with other podcasts that support other teams, so I I was going up against uh the the um I don't even remember it now. The,
2: the, 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 the you're going up against Cliffy and the flight in the flight
3: Wait, deck. Well, I would no, I know Cliffy and Tim, but I was going up against the Saskatchewan, the, pig oh, ski, the Piffles. All the oh, Piffles, Piffles. Piffles. I was going up against Piffles because I tweeted. I said. Um, You know, when your team, when you're playing the Rough Riders and they don't have anybody, a podcast that supports them. And man, I got a lot of like, (laughs) I said, "Uh, what do you want me to do? I did a Google search. The only uh, Rough Riders podcast I saw their last episode was November of 2020. I just assumed that there was no one. Right. I mean, (laughs) as much my fault as it is theirs, right, for visibility. But. Uh, you know, we, we had the game that was obviously a special teams issue, right? I mean, we had Lucky Whitehead fumbling the ball, right, giving them back. Uh, we had the missed extra point and then we had the you know, missed field goal, right? So, you know, obviously that extra score at the end off of you know, they got that garbage touchdown, right, with like three seconds left or whatever. But other than that, I mean, it came down to it. If we had just made that uh, extra point, it wouldn't have been nearly as close as it needed to be. Uh, And that's obviously why uh, kicking matters, right? I mean, we saw it yesterday with the Ravens and Lions, and then we saw it again last night, you know, primetime. It's crazy to me how little importance gets put on the kicking position, right? We have a lot of friends of our show that are, you know, professional, right? Like Matt Mangle, he's on the practice squad for the Alouettes, right? As an, an American, you know, you get these guys and then it, it always comes down to the field goal and it's the least appreciated, you know, position on the field, right? And it, 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 it kills me that, you know, we had two games yesterday go down to, you know, the primetime Sunday night game came down to a kick and, you you need to have execution in those positions. And obviously, you know, Jimmy Camacho has been good lately. Right. But, you know, you had a missed field goal and a mixed extra point, And that was the game.
1: Yeah. yeah. The Argos, Boris Beatty has been. That the special teams for the Argos was a big factor in winning that game against Montreal. I felt. So
0: of yeah. the, you know, you, you've watched, you know, half a season now, it, you know, thought one thing was hard for you to get to, to get your head wrapped. What is What is one thing that just immediately jumped out at you about this game that you, that, that you've really think of like, that's fantastic.
3: I think the end zone is fantastic. I think it's really having that extra space in the end. I get, I get both sides of it, right. I get having the shorter end zone and having the challenge, right. Of having to fit the pass in, Right in the NFL end zone, you, know, you have that smaller margin of error. Right, you got to hit the corner, you got to hit the the end of the end zone. But I think again, if we're trying to promote scoring, having that longer end zone and being able to, you know, play when you're at the 20 yard line like you're at the 40 yard line, right? Like you're not playing at it, it, this thin of a margin. I think it's good. I think that that is something that definitely goes with the idea that you know we're trying to promote touchdowns, we're trying to promote scoring, we're trying to promote high you know action things. That is one thing that I think definitely works well in the CFL's favor.
1: I actually said well, NFL. I don't know. I like that tight window. I get both sides. I definitely do. Well,
0: yeah. I I've I could play I prefer the bigger end zone, uh but you know, I I can go both ways that way. But, yeah, I, I grew up on the bigger end zone. So that, that's that's where my preference is. But, yeah, I can, I can see both sides too.
1: Until oh, 1986, a 25-yard end zone. Ridiculous.
3: <laughs> I mean, you know, like the longer field doesn't do anything for me, right? The wider field doesn't do anything. You know, all these – like some of the things don't do anything. But that is – a demonstrably different thing, right? That just it really changes how you attack the field, right? You know, same with the three downs. Like, what are things that actionably change how we need to prepare, you know, play the game differently? And that is one of them, right? It's obviously that having only three downs and then obviously having that longer end zone and then having more space down there to play. Because, you know, you, just so often you know, especially like in the Alouette's game, every you, know, you see these long passes and just knowing that they have so much more distance back there to work is just you, you get excited more because you're hoping that there's going to be a, a touchdown catch down there as a parent you know, in the NFL, a lot of times you're like, OK, well, that's going to be overthrown. That's going to be over their head. That's going to be too deep, you know, trying to fit it
0: in there. But I get both sides. Now, before we uh, we let you go, we we've, we've we do our picks every week, but we got to get get your picks uh from you know somebody who's you're really you're probably handicapping this stuff a lot a lot uh better than we, we are just because you don't necessarily know every everybody so
2: and the fact that we de- and the fact that we always end up pick up the or picking the Argos to win every week. <laughs>
3: <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah does that come with the rules is idea are you only allowed to do that?
1: Are you only allowed to pick the Argos? <laughs> I, I I never pick Saskatchewan.
2: <laughs> well, hey, I, he never picks Saskatchewan. I never pick Hamilton. Uh, Clay, I know you. you <laughs> oh, never... I, I, I,
0: I'm, I used. To, I always pick Saskatchewan because that's where I'm from. But I'm last couple weeks ago was the first uh, time I've ever picked the Argos over Saskatchewan. So
4: it's You're it's wrong. interesting.
0: Yeah,
3: I was wrong. Uh well I'm I'm pulling it up here I'm pulling up the schedule so we have the game t- tomorrow or t- when is yep. this going out is This is going out tonight or tomorrow?
0: Uh, it'll probably be up later tonight. We we will probably post a link tomorrow, but it'll be up on the site later tonight. But yeah, so tomorrow we've uh, Tuesday night we've got Edmonton and Ottawa. Um. I think I mean I think you gotta take
3: Edmonton right. I mean I saw Taylor Cornelius is back right, starting again. Former XFL Tampa Bay Viper right. Trevor Harris was off the injured reserve list, but he um, really doesn't sound like he's gonna get. Sounds like Taylor's gonna get the start. Yeah. Uh, I, I missed that game last week. I heard he played really well, right? I heard that it seems like he was comfortable enough with that. Um, or whatever it was they played. I guess God, was it two weeks ago now? I mean they lost to the they lost to Winnipeg, but I mean yeah, yeah it was two loses weeks to Winnipeg. ago. Yeah. But I mean, I I feel good about that. I feel like him getting a second, you know, week under his belt, right? Having an extra week of practice in between, uh, I feel really good about that. Um, obviously, Alouettes, I think, um, I think they have to go into Hamilton and win, right? I can't imagine them coming off another loss. Hamilton has so much trouble right now at the quarterback position, right? Uh, who is even starting for them now? Is it still uh, Watford? Uh, it yeah, it'd be Watford, yeah, yeah.
0: As far as we know, anyway. Yeah, well, I mean,
3: he has no throwing ability at all. I mean, any any momentum they've had, right, has been from him running the ball or having other people run the ball. I mean, I just haven't seen him have enough uh, arm talent at all to do anything against it, the Outlets.
1: Their defense is good enough, though, to win them those games. But, yeah, I keep waiting for that college-style offense to, to burst. And Well, I mean, they played Ottawa in a rainstorm, so...
3: Yeah, I mean they've looked good. I mean that's a tough one. I really feel like the outlets. I feel like burning coming off a loss is going to really, you know, ec- excel. Um, I, I, mean, I, I feel good for the Lions. I, I feel like they they should have beat the Rough Riders. Um, I think that Winnipeg, you know, they lost to the Argos back in whoever have remember was that week, uh, week one, right? Did they lose? No, week, week two. Three. No, it was week week three. You know, I mean, it happened, right? I mean, uh, I think if, if the Argos can beat Winnipeg, I think the Lions can. I think they're going to obviously tighten up with special teams this week. Um, I, You know, I mean, I have to go with my team, right? I mean, yep. it, Amer- it's America's CFL team, so I'm going to go with the BC <laughs> Lions. Uh, And then, obviously, the, the Rough Riders are going to roll over the Stampeders. I mean, is Bo starting again? He got sat last week. End of the game.
1: Well, everybody, everybody's asking does Dave Dickinson have the uh, the balls to start uh, Jake Meyer. You if know, it was he, me, I would, I would
3: start Jake yeah. in a heartbeat.
1: He's got to get. I mean, with both struggles, he got, he's got to get him out of there earlier than than what he did against Hamilton.
3: Are you guys pretty high on Jake? I mean, we've been pretty high on him on our podcast. Are so you
0: guys pretty, pretty excited about his play?
1: Yeah, I mean. Uh, He's, He's looked
2: a lot
0: it. better than Beau Levi Mitchell has this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he looks more in control of that offense. He he looks more like a, a team leader
1: out there than Bo Levi has. Yeah, and consider the fact that it, it's, it's you know pretty well agreed that Calgary's offensive line and receiver core is not what it once was, so Jake <laughs> Myers doing more with less.
2: Mainly because the receiving core is with us now. <laughs> That's true. And I'll I'll and I'll take that every day of the week because they've I mean even though even though they've they're a little banged up they've done very well for us yeah uh
3: where do you guys fall I mean obviously they have the bye week but where do you guys fall on the Arbuckle
1: McLeod debate I think I think he starts well I mean. There's a couple of things that pl- play here. I, I just don't think you know the the Argos are going to be able to make any conclusions
2: against Ottawa. Um, I don't know, they, against Ottawa. I think it's Stroll, Pipkin, and the scout team out there, and they'd still beat him by thirty. But, I mean, I, Arbuckle
1: played well against the Saskatchewan, so I mean,
0: I, based on what I've seen, like I think at least this week you, you go with McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. Let uh, let Arbuckle heal a little bit longer. Because you, you are playing the your next week you are playing the free spot so uh, so might as well um, do that but I mean long term I've got and I've been a McLeod Bethel Thompson fan since uh well since we, he he came into his first first game um, but based on what I've seen out there Arbuckle seems to have a better command of that offense McLeod Bethel Thompson looks at times looks a a little unsure of himself whereas he didn't look like that in uh, in 2019 Um, but in this offense he doesn't look like he he has it as much as uh, as Arbuckle does I'm, looking at, I'm just looking through the Argos
3: schedule coming up here. I mean, you tell me if this is the easiest schedule any team has. Playing the Red Blacks, bye week. Playing the Alouettes. Then you got to play BC. That's going to be tough. Playing the Red Blacks again, Tiger Cats. And then you're playing, okay, playing the Elks. And that's it. I mean, you guys don't, I mean, they're, they're going to go three out of five the last three out of five, four out of six the last however many weeks here.
0: Certainly hope so. I mean <laughs> well just, and, and we're done all almost all of our traveling. I you know we don't travel any further west than Hamilton which is 45 no. minute 45 to an hour drive stadium to stadium.
4: Yeah,
3: That's Lions got to come to you guys. Yeah, Lions got to come to you. Hamilton's Hamilton coming. Elks coming to you. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I I don't know how all these teams. Alouettes too. Alouettes play the Red Blacks like right three more times. Or I don't know how all these teams got so lucky. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna play the Red Blacks four times. And meanwhile, BC's got to go against, uh, you know, Saskatchewan and then uh, Winnipeg back to back. And then into if we if we lose again and go into the bye, that's gonna be pretty sad. I,
0: I I think a lot of it just kind of had to do with they were trying to condense the schedule a little bit. And I mean, normally you're not playing you know, four team, a team four times in a season. Um, and you're, you're usually got two, two road trips, either going West or East normally, but this is a little bit different. And I think they kind of did that at the end of the schedule. Most teams are, or most teams have a, a either the front half is loaded with, uh, with, you know, regional games, I guess, or in division versus uh, some teams have the back half. And, you know, I'm I'm very glad that the Argos have the back half that way.
4: Yeah.
0: Although it's gonna um, be cold at some of these home
1: games. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what The bottle of Scott whiskey is for.
3: <laughs> and then they gotta they gotta make up against Edmonton, right? That's the one. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to figure out the math of all this. Yeah. I mean it should be good. I mean I'm excited. You know we're halfway. I feel like you know, interest is growing, right? I mean, they talk about Labor Day being the, the, you know, where things get excited, but obviously the season started late, so it's kind of like Labor Day now, right? So maybe we're we're getting to that. I, I would just like to see more games like, um, obviously, BC and, and the Rough Riders being a little bit more high scoring, a little bit more back and forth, so.
1: Well, hopefully, after the last the two games on Friday, scoring picks up a little bit.
3: I mean, I think, you know, I think this weekend, I think, I mean, that's the game to watch right. Friday night. I mean, again, you know, it's yeah. like, I mean, the, the lions are like the, the marquee premier games right now. Right. I mean, yeah, it's must see TV <laughs> Friday nights, you know, the late night game. So I like that. That's a good <laughs> spot to be
0: at. Mm. All right. Well, we want to thank you for, uh, for joining us and, uh, and, well, fitting in very well with, uh, with, you know, how we rule <laughs> our conversation, uh, it's it's, a, it's always great always great to talk to you and always great that you're able to roll with the punches on whatever we throw at you i appreciate it. so are we we don't have do we have a meeting coming up
3: yes week 13 lions and argonauts we'll have to come mm-hmm. up with a wager lions and argonauts we'll have to come up uh week yeah week 13 october 3rd oh that'll be exciting that'll be yeah, a halloween. halloween weekend Mm-hmm. yeah uh, we'll have to do uh, that would be good. We'll, I'll come up with something fun. Uh, we'll, we'll do a wager that week going in. So okay. I'll get a three for one with you guys
4: so
0: that'll, be- <laughs> <laughs> that'll work. Actually, before you go I, I was wondering have you seen the uh, the lions uh, indigenous shirt yet the, the re- kind of redesign logo? And were you able to get your hands on one in the hour that they were still available
3: online? Uh, two things. Also, and then I actually have a really funny story, if you guys care about it, about the Lions, yeah. too, before we go. Um, the I have been offered one from a fan, so they have one. Uh, so Ly- Lions management is supposed to be sending us a gift package right now. So I'm, I'm hoping that maybe one of those made its way into that. Otherwise, I do have um, someone had offered me theirs from the game so that we can... Take care of that and pay for that so i didn't i i saw that they were on and and we were watching the game and i just you know it came and went so uh but but i think one way or another we'll get a handle on that the other interesting thing is so we were watching the game on friday and i was going back and forth with uh jj adams right rights for uh rights in vancouver or whatever right is that it's not jj abrams like it's jj adams right the he's like a he's a print
2: <laughs> guy there would be a lot of lens flares if that were the case but continue
3: uh let me see here yeah so i'm going back and forth with jj adams and he he's talking about like you know the lions defense and all this stuff and so he tagged um he was tagging someone in the article and i said or in the tweet and i go oh let me go see who this is because i'm trying to add right all the you know we're still figuring out like okay who's on what team and who's in the management and who's doing this you know video for the red blacks or who's doing whatever and it's Ryan Phillips, right? He's the defensive coordinator for the BC Lions. And I am a wedding videographer, and I shot Ryan Phillips' wedding three years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. And, and so it all – and I it, it's the same. I mean, we're already connected on Instagram from my, from my wedding, you know, my best-made weddings, uh, best-made videos account. And it all came back to me. And I said, I absolutely remember that. It was a New Year's Eve wedding, really nice wedding at the Four Seasons. And I remember, you know, because he's big, good looking, you know, black guy, athlete, you could tell. And they said, they go, oh, this guy's a big football star up in Canada. And I, you know, was like, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Right. And then, you know, and then I look and he's a two time champion and he has all these records for interceptions. And then they did a whole piece about him in the show uh on the game you're talking like oh he's this defensive mastermind and he's going to be up for another position all this stuff so i sent him a message i haven't heard back yet over the weekend but that's i shot his wedding like three it was new (laughs) year's eve three years ago so it was crazy wow that's a small world it's a small world and who would have thought now that i mean thank god i picked the right team to support and and (laughs) you you know it's just more things uh in in uh you know, telling me that I picked the right team with the B C Lions. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so that's the, my story.
2: The, the, the Elks broke your heart, so you said, Screw you, I'm gonna find someone else and you were able and you just fell right into B C and that was and that was that and that was that. Was that <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. it's a match made in heaven, I guess. It's
3: good. Uh, well anyway, thanks for that. Thanks for letting me ramble on that, but I just thought that was a funny story, so Well,
0: thanks for thanks for joining us on the, for on. on the Sandcast. <laughs>
3: Really appreciate it. Awesome. You guys have a good night. Thanks.
0: You too. Thanks. Make it Thank you. easy. And that was Reed Johnson of the
2: Mark cast. I've got a bloody fruit fly in here. It's been buzzing around and I. I've been following it around oh. through the whole conversation. And it's like, if you land, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You, you, good luck trying to kill freak flies. They just seem to find already, that little bit of a
0: crack and then. Go I've there. already,
2: I've already, I've already had a couple that I've already, that I've already nailed. So. The dog keeps looking at the computer, like, "What, what, what's that noise?" <laughs> yeah, you did get it. You did get out earlier. <laughs> 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 Probably some dogs probably thinking, "Oh, you, why are you swearing at me for?" Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Scoop, relax. <laughs>
0: you, he, you, you, he almost rolled his eyes when you did that.
2: He's <laughs> like, like, "Oh, the stupid human!" I swear to God. <laughs> well.
0: Moving on, we got to talk about the Argos' remaining schedule. We touched on it a little bit uh, with the, with Reed, but uh, the Argos do have pretty decent schedule coming up. They do. Well, we
2: Not got. True. Well, I think we got through the tough part.
4: The
0: hard yep. part is over. Ish. Yep. Now we. I mean, the furthest east we're, we're traveling to Montreal, and. Hamilton and, and and I believe Ottawa.
1: Ottawa.
2: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, because yeah, because our, our last three away games are on going to be on the road, so that's it, the and, amongst the, the East.
0: Yeah, so the so this week we're obviously on the bye. Next week we got the uh, the double game week. So uh, on Wednesday we play. We're we're hosting the Red Blacks, and then on. The Monday, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Monday, Monday we're in Hamilton.
1: I don't really care for the fact that. I mean, yes, I acknowledge we play Ottawa on the Wednesday, but I'm not really. I don't care for the fact that we have to go to Hamilton on five days rest.
2: No. No, and then we have. Then we have. Well, at the end of the season, we'll have to play Edmonton on four days rest. How's that? after playing after playing Hamilton? How do you? Play? Yeah. And, and, that, then, and, and that, that game is very well, could, very well, could have playoff, a lot of playoff implication to it. And then
0: we, yeah, and we technically have, technically have a bye week in week eleven. Um, and then we go, uh, we've got, we're in Montreal on the 22nd of October. Um, and then uh, the following week we host uh, BC on a Saturday, and then we're in Ottawa the next week, and then. Host Hamilton, then we're uh, then we're hosting uh, Edmonton. So we've got eight games left. And Doug, what was your your
2: your your thing that we needed to, to go? You, you were mentioning it earlier. Um, basically, I was also looking at uh, our uh, chief rivals down the road. Just taking a look at who they have left and. They pretty much have the same opponents as we do. So, and and I thought of, I thought it funny because someone on Twitter tried to say, "Oh, we've had the toughest schedule now." It's like bullshit. You got the same as we, same as us. Piss off. But they, but they have. Uh, but basically, I'm looking at it. They have five home games over the course of the over the course of the final seven over the final stretch. So five home games and then the two games that they have to go on the road is going to be against us on the on the 12th of November and against Edmonton on the 20th on the 29th of October. So it's like so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, let's see, like the way Hamilton plays at home, like unless something happens, I can see them easily going five and two over that stretch. I can see us doing the same thing over the same stretch. I could see us going five and two, but but if it does come down to that, thank the Thanksgiving day game. The Thanksgiving Monday is an absolute must win. There is no bones about it because if we don't win that, it will go. It basically, this, it, it will come back to Toronto and whatever we lose, in Hamilton, we'll have to make that up, beat them by at least that much. In Toronto on the 12th of November.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah. and that's just the way the tiebreaker works because it goes on aggregate score. And, and as right. it stands, and as it stands right now, if it, if we split the series, as it stands right now, Hamilton's hosting the East final.
1: We all want a chance at winning that Harold Ballard Trophy.
2: I don't give a flying sh- flying fuck about Harold Ballard or his piece of shit tin pot trophy. I want to win the gr- fucking Grey Cup, mm. and I then I would prefer that we have a nice, easy road, smooth, smooth sailing road to get there. Yeah,
0: yeah, because we all know the 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 more you're beat up going to that game, the the tougher it's going to be. So, but it, yeah, you're right. The you know, we've got to really have to uh, go do
2: pretty well this last uh, last few games. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, I was looking at it because it's because I got like I said, we've like just our stretch right. We've got the double game, which is we, we're versus Ottawa at Hamilton at Montreal versus BC at Ottawa versus Hamilton versus Edmonton. The op- the opposite side is versus Montreal versus us versus Ottawa at Edmonton versus BC at us.
1: But that's, I mean, we have to go to Montreal. That game in Montreal
2: is going to be a tough
1: one too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and, and then they play Saskatchewan on the final game. So like the, like the games that are going to be like, like I said, the games that I know for sure, like our home games, we're probably going to win those. The away games, the the away game against Montreal, I think is a 50, 50, the away game against Ottawa is a lock, and the away game against Hamilton. I'm not going to even bother prognosticating because I want them to win that game. So friggin' bad because, mm-hmm. because we need, because like I said, if we don't win the series against Hamilton, we are more than like the gray cup is going to be going East final through Hamilton. That's what I, that's what I think. Unless Montreal gets really, really good, really, really quick. That's that's basically yeah. what I'm seeing. Yeah. I, th- I, I think we're
0: going to have to start getting some consistency going with uh, with this team uh,
1: yeah. in the final, yeah.
0: in the yeah. final
1: stretch. Yeah. So why don't we take a few minutes just to just talk about what we, you know, I think that's a good point. They need more consistency on offense. I mean, thirty points is pretty decent, but you know, they they only you know
2: can they put that three, up on the road?
1: <laughs> yeah, settle for three field goals. Yeah, the,
0: uh, in the second half. Yeah, I I think they need consistency on all facets of this. I mean, it's not you not know, just, yeah, not just one thing. Like you know, you look at down the line. Okay, on offense we've we've had a you know a, a small chunk of those receivers have been been in there every game but you know we've had people coming in and out of the lineup you know you know John White will have a have a good day and then he'll have a bad day or and, and then they'll they'll go and you know he'll he'll be on and then all of a sudden they won't give him the ball anymore
4: yeah
1: but you know? The, the defense couldn't get the ball off the of couldn't get the ball no, and, off the field. Couldn't get off the field as well.
0: No, and and ma- then you look at the defense. You know, some games we're you know we're we're playing lights out, and then, but even even the coach, we've had three defensive coordinators in the last three games. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, how I many teams can can ever actually say that you've had three different coordinators? In, in the last three games. I have no clue. Like, that's normally something you, you would say, okay, a bad team, they've had three different, you know, three different offensive coordinators
2: in the in the last three years. No, three games. So I think well, allowing, To be fair, I think we've gone through that many defensive coordinators over the last three seasons too. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, we, we went through the same amount in three games. Yeah, it's like...
0: You know, you huh? need consistency as a whole.
2: And it's on every facet. So these people calling for Arbuckle's head can quite frank to quote Henry Burris, they can shove it. Because we need consistency. And honestly, consistency. I think
0: we both we need both guys to be confident that they could go go in there and command this offense and run it like it like it was their own at any any given time. Hmm. You know, especially, I think, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, Arbuckle, he's getting better on those longer passes. He's, but he's got a more command of exactly where people, people are and, and need to be in this offense. Just at least just watching it. Whereas McLeod Bethel Thompson seems a lot more confident with his gunslinging ability. Um, and, uh, and he's he was hitting them the last game. He was hitting them the the first game. So, but then he he had this little blip, and that's what gave Arbuckle. But I think both of these guys need need to be ready to step in at any given time.
1: Well, remember too, he um Arbuckle so McLeod struggled against you know, the best team in the league on the road and basically lost his job out of that. Mind you, you know, Arbuckle looked pretty good against that same Winnipeg team at BMO the next week, but you know, they've all they've both been, you know, they both haven't shown full consistency. No. And
0: yeah it's it, it, yeah i think that's really what this team need. and is once they can be consistent i think i think it's going to be it, they're going to be a, a major force but it's getting to that consistency like we we've shown flashes that we could be the best team in the east without question we've also shown flashes that uh, you know we we should be competing with the red blacks
4: mm.
0: so You know, I think we're a little bit more on the on the the good side of we're, you know, a little bit more on the division leader side than the than the red back red blocks basement dweller side. But, you know, we just need to uh, to just step it up and have a little more consistency. Mm hmm. And I think with what you said, Doug, going five and two over the last seven, it's probably going to uh, play a, a big role in your consistency is going to play a big role in that.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, they have I mean, they have to be consistent. They have and they have to they, if they have to steal full fo- steal a football game to win it. Do it. By, right? hook or by crook right now. Yeah. Do what Eddie Guerrero does. Cheat to win.
1: I cheat. I steal. Is that how it went? Yeah, Something like that. Yeah. All
0: right. A lot right. of, re- so lot it- of refer- A lot of wrestling
2: references tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when you know, yeah, wrestlings. Yeah, there's, right, there's some. Well, albeit not great wrestling on, but there is some wrestling on right on Monday night. You now the better wrestling
2: was on YouTube earlier. <laughs> <laughs> AEW Dark Elevation. Yes. All right, uh,
0: picks and fantasy. The greatest yeah. picks and fantasy advice <laughs> known to man.
1: I was so enamored with it, I forgot to pick a team last week. Oops. 0.0. 0. Well,
0: I got uh, wrapped up in the the report that Trevor Harris had uh, been practicing the past two games, and I put him in a quarterback. Any night are going to be in there, so I got to remove him, and now I'm screwed. No, you
2: not. You can remove him until game time. Yeah, be quite, be quite honest. I'm I'm probably gonna take take, gonna take Cornelius on this one, just because auto. Just because I hate to say it, auto is the the free space on the bingo card. So, yep. and the fact is, em, em, on- go, Edmonton on- is gonna be on the road. Edmonton is gonna be on the road, so therefore. They're probably gonna win because they can't win at home. So yeah, that's what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) All right. And he's he's cost five thousand
2: dollars. Five that's that's another reason why I'm taking him.
0: Yeah, so now I can probably upgrade a different position now. Oh, and I was and based on the you Ottawa being the free space,
2: I uh Uh, I looked at James Wilder. You have to, I mean, I hate, I mean, it's, I don't like it because he's now, now he's really expensive, but I mean, he's, he does well in the flex spot. What can I say? He's playing good.
4: Yeah.
2: Like I said, said, he does well in the flex spot and I, and I know when he was playing for us, I that's where I always put him because I knew he was, I knew he was good there. But I mean, when that's what that's when he was like five, like five, six, seven K as opposed to now where he's almost 10. Yeah, it's like, eesh. but I mean. There are there are ways you can get savings out, out of it. I mean, there are ways you can save up save up. Yeah. Yep. Like, I think I think I cheaped out on I cheaped out on the wide receiving core to, to fit him. So
0: I, I went to I, I went a little bit. Uh, cheaper on the wide receiving court you know I get Quan uh, Bray who uh, looked decent looked like he was come finally uh, catching some uh, some consistency with Vernon Adams in the in that game um, and I'm getting I'm gonna go with uh, Key Schaefer Baker until
2: <laughs> shaken Baker and Baker and then I, uh, I I learned my lesson with that one. I'm taking him. So <laughs> <laughs> he's only thirty five. He's just just
0: under thirty six hundred bucks still. Three thousand five hundred ninety. So. Ninety. Yep. And then I've got Rashid Bailey as well in there.
4: Hmm.
0: So you know, I, I think he the somebody on on the. Uh, on Winnipeg's receiving core is going to have a breakout game. And well, I'm pegging my hopes on Rashid Bailey and that one. Hmm. Ah, okay. Now that we've,
2: uh, now that we thoroughly that, ruined everybody's fantasy picks for the week, let's move on to the pick 'em.
0: <laughs> all right, pick 'em. So we start off, man, I got to get back to the week we're on here.
1: Okay. We start, we start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Tuesday, seven thirty. With the teams that were not with the teams that have changed their name. The Elk at the Red Blacks. The
0: Elks are seven point favorites in this one. Uh well, Rangers
2: forty four and a half. I think, I think I think to think before I have to correct Will on this one because the the Elks did change their aim. Oh, Ottawa died twice and this is their third incarnation. So it's well, like it's, so yeah, they're uh, zombie. Guys of Ottawa changed their name. They're 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 just well they're a bloody zombie franchise. So let's let's anyway let's move on.
0: All right, Doug, who do you got on this one?
2: Uh, who do you think I'm gonna take? <laughs> By how much? Uh, at least forty-five.
1: <laughs> well, will I'll probably go with the Edmonton Elks.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Elks, and I think if you can if. I think you need to place your bets now because seven points is a a steal to get a win by Edmonton there. Um, Friday night, we've got uh, Winnipeg out in B.C. to take on Reed's B.C. Lions. That's a late one. Yep. Um, I don't want to pick Winnipeg, but I think I'm picking Winnipeg in this one.
2: That's the that's the green blood in you. Yeah,
4: they're
0: they're five they're five point favorites over the BC Lions, um, and I I think they're still a better team
2: overall. This is, this is where I'm going to disagree. I think BC is going to put on a show in there. I think they're going to upset here. Yeah. Mainly, All right. I mean, mainly because I'm. The reason being, I mean, they're this going to be their first quote-unquote sellout crowd in quite some time, so I have a feeling that that's going to help the uh, that's going to help BC, especially on uh, especially with the with the, uh, the orange t-shirts that they're that they're going to be given out to the fans. So it's. Well, I that was last game. That was last game. game. I, thought, I no. thought there was this. I thought there was this one. They're doing it. Oh, no,
0: that was last game.
2: Oh, okay. Well, uh, either way, I think. Be, well, I mean, they sold it out. So let's let's do it. They, I, yeah, they so they sold it
0: out, and then they put those the, those shirts for sale all, on online, and they
2: were gone within two hours. Oh, this so that they sell out this game, or is, or is my is my information like a week out of date here?
0: I think your information is probably week out of date, but they're probably pretty close to the sellout. Yeah. They've been generating some some excitement there. So
2: Yeah. Either way, I still either way, I still think they're gonna I I think they're just gonna they're gonna upset.
1: Will? Uh BC. Alright. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh
0: Saturday we've got Montreal in Hamilton. Hamilton's favored by five. Mm. I don't think I think Hamilton's defense is is a little bit more suspect than uh, than the stats
4: will really? show
0: you. And I think Standback, who I didn't realize was as big as he was, that guy's a, a massive human. Um, I think Stanback's going to have a day. And Montreal's... He has against Hamilton before. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we're... Are you going to be in Hamilton for this game? Or are you uh, going to be?
1: Yeah, no. I will be there, and I don't know. Hamilton's defense—they haven't allowed you know they've allowed more than twenty points in a game once. I just you know, and they shut down Vernon Adams pretty effectively on the road. So I, I, I don't know. But that's a must win for Montreal, I think. You know, if Hamil if Hamilton wins and then Toronto wins, that puts it pretty tough on Montreal. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we've got
0: the uh the later game at uh, Saskatchewan at Calgary.
4: Um <sniffs> Exactly.
0: Whoa! I'm picking Saskatchewan. They're two and a half point favorites. I'm picking them by
1: a touchdown. I'm picking Calgary because Fuck Saskatchewan. I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Will. <laughs> I'm picking Saskatchewan because Calgary is the West's free space right now. That that sounds very weird. Because you got the east, you got the east free space in Ottawa, the west free space in Calgary. I know it sounds very, very weird after how, after how many years many they've years been can. so dominant. Yep,
0: and even the years they weren't dominant, they were still damn good. Yeah. So it's it, you'd have to go back pre-Wally Buono for a time when uh, when Calgary didn't put up a fight.
1: Yeah, there was a couple of years between. Buono and uh Huffnagel. Jim Barker was their coach. Yeah. Back again, it was only one or two years there, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the eighties were a bit of a dark time in, in Calgary.
4: <sighs> Alright, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you better make it good.
0: The longest three
2: minutes in podcast history. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it narrow <laughs> this week. I mean, I mean, yeah, I take the three minutes and I run it like run it like the NFL with the with like seventeen time seventeen timeouts. <laughs> it's like there there is no timeout limit. No one ever said that. Um, one thing I have to mention. Considering Ottawa has a guy or has a quarterback on their roster that whose uh, nickname is Duck. I'm thinking I've been using the Duck Hunt memes or the Duck Hunt stuff way too much against Montreal and I'm not going to and it's going to be I'm just going to be recycling it when we play Ottawa next week. <laughs> Pretty much. Because cuz that's one thing, that's one thing. It's like I was looking. we were all looking at the picks and it's like, okay, everybody picked Montreal to beat Toronto. Yeah. Now, now, like half of me wanted to tag everybody that was on that and just it's just the laughing duck hunt dog. Yeah, because I mean, everybody I mean, if you've ever played duck hunt and you and you've missed your three shots, you ended up wasting one bullet just trying to shoot the dog <laughs> because you guys like you son of a bang, 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 bang. It's like. It, it, it was
0: fun to try and shoot the dog, even though you couldn't shoot the dog. Yeah. Uh. And yeah.
4: That, that's that's what you that's what you
0: used to tell your, your your little brother. You know, oh, you can kill the dog for extra points, and they get frustrated because they
4: spend the whole time trying to kill the dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Um. One thing. Okay. Just so, just to so be on a little bit of a just to go a little if I, if I could pull a landstorm and be a little serious for a minute. Um, entry uh, into entry into BMO for the last game. Was seamless. Was very very smooth. So yeah. I gotta give.
1: Well, like, well, there's nobody there.
2: you shut your hole! But but I but I mean, like it was very very it was very very smooth. It was very seamless, and they look and they definitely knew what they were doing. So I want to, I don't give credit where credits due, and especially when it comes to f- facility staff, and I just want to give them a shout out just because of that.
4: Because except for Clay,
2: except
1: for Clay, who tried to smuggle in water to the stadium.
0: Look, they allowed me the previous week, so I figured why not? And then, and then, God forbid, I pour water on the ground. They, they made me go over to the garbage can and literally pour the water into the garbage can
1: then let you do it on the ground
4: no
0: they weird. were more freaked out about that than than me bringing in the water
1: <laughs> you could have watered it on the grass
2: that was weird um but but yeah, and then they let one of our one of our one of <laughs> let it, let one of our buddy one of my buddies he managed he managed to smuggle in a bone shaker. <laughs> that kind of that kind of leaked all over his bag, so that's a bit of karma for you right there. Oh,
1: by the so. way, BMO Field for the sake of Josh McGee. Please clean up the bird shit that's on the railing in front of his seat.
2: They well, they did, but a new one came along and decided to drop something on there.
1: But how did they? How did the bird know? <laughs> well,
2: like- well, 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 come on! I've, you've ever, ever we've all washed our car at some point, right? We all know the second we wash our car, a bird's gonna come along and just drop a massive duke right on it. Somewhere,
1: the bird. Yeah, I guess the bird is tuned to.
0: I, I yeah, the birds know for some. Su- I cut a tree down in my backyard, and it's kind of a tree that's kind of between my house, my neighbor to uh, to the east, and my neighbor to the south. And the next day. The birds shit on my car, my neighbor's car, and uh, and and my other neighbor's car. But
1: well done. They,
0: they did not shit on our wives' cars. Yeah. Just just the husbands. That's
2: passive aggressive. <laughs>
0: like and it was just yeah, like okay, well I I tried to put the one nest i found
2: into another tree but birds know we're to think we should just pull a peter griffin and just drop, like <laughs> a- after after an, after a night on the ale and some and a big ass burrito just climb a tree and just drop one right in the nest oh dear yeah but then you got that chicken that's gonna fight you for like days <laughs>
0: everywhere bring it
2: on <laughs>
1: Well, that didn't go well for
2: Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> no, uh, that pick that pick six probably hurt
2: them. Man, how yeah. dare you go? How dare you guys watch NFL while we're recording the fan cast?
1: I think Dallas should go for two. Would would you rather
2: me watch Raw? Okay, good point there. That's probably that's yeah, you trump yeah, you trump me on that one.
1: Okay. That was like oh. a Byron Parker special there.
2: Yeah. Uh, All right. Where where were we? Uh, tweets from Kazakhstan. Oh, okay. So from
1: Kazakhstan.
2: Uh, we got we got a got a nice one that uh, just a couple days ago. Um, Sj Green finally managed to log back into Twitter after a while, and uh, (laughs) retweeted a highlight video of his. And uh, our friends from Kazakhstan. Decided to tweet it out. uh, SJ flies better than the Uzbek Air Force. Yep. He he
0: had a couple other ones that that I liked as well. There was the one that he he replied to that that big fat guy. That Uh, big fat guy? Yeah,
1: kicking. Oh, yes. uh,
0: That Sean
2: Bowen tweeted out. Mm -hmm. Yeah Uh, yeah, there's that one that was a good one That that
1: one was able to process Their potato Potato vodka
2: vodka.
0: And then they And then the the tweet he posted uh, After the Yargos win Is anybody else Drunk on potato vodka
2: Mm. Well we weren't really drunk on potato vodka We were more Drunk on the win And a hell of a lot of beer Yeah, I, I didn't have that much beer. Neither did I. Because I mean, it was a Friday. I had to. I'm not going to be able to properly tailgate until the 30th anyway. So the <laughs> Halloween game. Yep.
1: Uh, Halloween. I need to win the lottery
0: between now and Halloween's uh, now and that uh, the October 30th game, so we can have a
2: pig roast at the tailgate. <laughs> pig roast. Oh, it'd be fantastic. I would love to do that so I can get nice, so I can get that yeah. Kingsguard armor. I can you imagine me walking in with a walking in and I'm wearing a suit of Kingsguard armor? <laughs> I mean, I'd be playing up. I'd be playing up to the part, realistically. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I know for me, they'd have to get the breastplate stretcher quite a bit, and they'd have to get the hip plate stretcher quite a bit too. Stand back for the King's Guard.
0: Or you could, you know, be like the the one guy out in Saskatchewan and, and uh, make yourself a chainmail jersey.
2: I could do that, too. It's got
1: to be heavy.
0: Be heavy and be very
2: time-consuming.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't think, there's no way I'd get it ready for October. (laughs) It wouldn't happen. October next season, maybe. But who needs fucking sleep, man? (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: what else? Uh, You're an 80-tree. My Jalen hurts, mom.
2: (laughs) I love that guy. I love that man. I I love that crazy yinzer bastard. He doesn't love his Steelers. Well, day, Days of Our Steelers is some of the best shit on the internet.
1: Oh, and if, if anybody had...
0: So, that, that, that kick of the Big Fat Guy Falling Down, that, that video of the Big Fat Guy Falling Down that Sean Bowen retweeted, um, or quote-tweeted, whatever you want to call it, is probably the second-best Fat Man Falling Down video to come from uh, last week's uh, football realm. <laughs> Ping.
2: Oh. I think big Ben that, did his London bridge impression there. He was falling down. Big Ben got shot right after he threw
0: a pass and just <laughs> fell flat on his face. I mean, although this, this, this big guy at the, at the Michigan state game did, you know, Lose his hat before he fell down, which was okay. All right, what else do we got for the three minute warning?
2: Uh, I don't think I have much of anything else. I hate
0: to say it because no, we're recording early, so we don't have any. uh, And I've fallen
1: by the moment here, so
0: (laughs) and and we we have come to a decision. So, anybody tuning in for the kosher rankings, we have decided we're going to hold off. Until uh, until Ever. Grey Cup week, yes. Great Cup week, Will will unveil his co- his kosher rankings.
1: Maybe if,
0: if we may have to hold a gun to his head, but he will do it. All right, that does it for us this week. We want to thank Reed Johnson of the MarkCast for joining us. Uh, will, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at. Argo fans, all right. www.argofans.com. And Doug, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at dougb 519 You can find uh, the Double Blue Order on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Double Blue Order, on Twitter at Double Blue Order, on Instagram at the Double Blue Order, and you can find your and you can find your DBO merch at doubleblueorder.ca.
0: And you can find me at all kinds of clay on the Twitter and Instagram machines. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast on Twitter and anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to the Argos Fancast. com. That does it for the Fancast this week. We're going to enjoy our bi weekly and watching some CFL games, we don't have to cheer our heads off. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers.